You're listening to BSRN, Box Studios Radio Network. Now it's time for another Power Play Post Show interview exclusive. And welcome back, everybody, to the Power Play Post Show. We got a great guest uh, for us. Very busy man comes to us uh, from the light, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. He is their head coach, John Cooper. John, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Bob. John, let's talk a little bit about obviously the Syracuse Crunch first and foremost. Obviously, a great season that they've had. They've obviously gone undefeated, seven and zero in the playoffs so far. Obviously, uh, someone. Who, who has been very closely associated with these players and the, the success that they've had so far. Uh, what do you do as the head coach of the Lightning right now as you're watching uh, uh, these players uh, unfold and, and the playoffs unfold for the Syracuse Crunch? Well, it's, it, it's probably a little bit of a more unique situation for me because uh, I was with you know, a 76-game season. I was with them, coaching them for, I think, 68 of them. So. Yep. Uh, I'm extremely familiar with the group. Uh, it's, I think, it, I guess that's what makes it different because I am so familiar with the group. I, um, for me to sit here and watch, the difficult part is actually not being behind the bench, uh, because, you know, it, it kind of feels like that's your team and those are your guys. And I've been a part of that organization and that, that team for three years. So that's probably the most difficult part. Uh, but for me now, I went to games one and two of the Springfield series, and those were the two games. Uh, the first two games I was live when I wasn't behind the bench, and again, it was a little difficult for me, but uh, you sit back and you kind of look at the game and from a little bit of a different perspective because uh, you're not coaching it anymore, but you're evaluating. And uh, I guess you do evaluate a little bit when you're coaching, but you know, there's, again, much more strategy and everything while you're, while you're coaching. So... Uh, it's been great for me. It's been great, especially in the playoffs, to because of the heightened intensity and 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 the games mean so much more uh, to see which guys are stepping out, which guys are struggling, uh, how guys have improved in the, in the month and a half I've been gone, and so uh, it's uh, it's been great to to, uh, to watch the guys. It's one of the teams in the past couple of years, the way I look at it, the way I've seen it, um, the, the the games that I've watched, uh, the games that I've been present for, I, I, I've been to. Uh, three of the uh, playoff games so far for the Syracuse Crunch this year. They're the, probably the most complete team I've seen offensively, defensively, uh, in, in between the pipes, uh, this team. And a lot of that success is based on what you've done with that team for a, a year and a half, two years, uh, probably three years now. Um, talk a little bit about uh, you know what you still see from them, the types of things that you instilled in that team and these players over the past few years. Well, uh, I thank you for the compliment, but it, I'm just a tiny part of what's going, what's gone on there. And, uh, it starts with, you know, Steve Eiser and Julian Breezeblatt. They've found players for us and guys that fit kind of our mantra. And we have outstanding leadership in, you know, Mike Angelitis and JP Cote, JT Wyman. Uh, you know, Mark Riveros is his third year. He's young, but he's really grown into a leadership role. And 
uh, Eric Nielsen. They just go down the list. And so when you have that rock-solid leadership core, uh, it re- and, and, and that core really believes in their coach, there's a lot of remarkable things that can happen. And so it's uh, when you have, we have this great veteran group, and then uh, we've drafted well in our organization, and, and you look at the Richard Panics, the Andre Palat, the free agent signings of Tyler Johnson. We had Corey Conacher there, uh, and and uh, Nemetsnikov, Brett Conley. There, there's just JT Brown, big free agent signings and outstanding skill. You know, when you blend those two together, again, it's it's been a great recipe for us uh, and the success we've had. And so, uh, it, it it's really a laundry list of everybody in our organization helping out. But again, it all starts with the leadership core and and. As you said earlier, they are a complete team from the back all the way out. It starts with Cedric Chardons, and he's just got that solid decor. They're big, they're mean, they're nasty, and they can play the skill game. And when you get teams like that, they're hard to beat. Well, I really like Radko Gudis, and the you know the difference between Radko Gudis and like maybe Mark Barbario is one will move the puck very well. The other one is just so for, for you know ferocious in his own zone and one, takes care of things. One, the other one will move the body really well. Yeah. Absolutely, and it's pretty amazing. But up and down that decor lineup, that's pretty much the way it is. There's there's one guy that will move the body. There's the other guy that will move the puck for him. There's uh, no question, and that's that's when you get that good mix because you know a guy like Radko who steps on the ice, uh, everybody on the other bench kind of eyebrows go up a little bit to see you know where he is on the ice. It's the same way with uh, JP Cote, uh, the way he's been playing and. Uh, Dmitry Korobov, he's a big body that, that can hurt people with the way he hits. And, and then you get the, you know, the Matt Arminas and the Mark Barberios, uh, the Mickelsons, the Lees, uh, you know, they just got this Andre Schuster, a new free agent signing. Uh, you got your skill guys. And as you said, we got guys to take the body, guys to move the clock, and, uh, it's a great mix to have. Uh, regardless of how this team finishes up uh, for Syracuse this year, I got to imagine your job up there is going to be a little bit more difficult after training camp um, this upcoming season because there's going to be a lot of decisions to be made on which players are going to stay with Tampa or come back down to Syracuse. And I, th- I think that's a good position to be in. Obviously, for the organization, it's a very good position to be in, but still a tough one for you because you know a lot of these guys on a personal level, not just as a head coach. Yeah, you hit on the head. It's the, the personal level part because in all these, for three years, you've been battling for these guys. You've been watching them grow uh, into mature uh, NHL caliber hockey players. And then all of a sudden, now you're in the position where you know, you're dictating who's going to make the team and who's going to play for you. And there's not enough spots to fill for everybody. And, and, uh, you're right. It's going to be a difficult uh, come September, but, I think, you know, I always look at those as they're good difficult in the sense that I'd rather have uh, really good players battling for spots on a team than, you know, having to go out and look for those guys. And so uh, it, there's still the American League and, and, and the National Hockey League, uh, it's a small gap, but it's, uh, it's a different league, and, and it takes a, time, a little bit of time to get adapted to the way the game's, you know, played at this level. And I, as I watch these guys, uh, so many of them, I know that that can make the jump. It's just who who's who's it going to be and who's going to fit into those holes. And uh, uh, you know, ultimately, everybody in everybody's you know really focused on this playoffs. And I don't think we're not one of them is thinking about the National Hockey League. But uh, come September, they will be. And um, 
there's going to be a lot of difficult, difficult decisions to make. Coach, you uh, obviously made the jump up yourself a, a month and a half ago um, to obviously the Tampa Bay Lightning in, in, in a situation that's obviously difficult for the organization. They're making a move. They want to they want to see some things change, obviously, at the NHL level and whatnot. Your background, you've been a head coach pretty much your, your whole life. This is what you've done. Um, you played one year of uh, collegiate hockey, played four years of lacrosse, which I think is very unique because th- there's a lot of similarities between lacrosse and hockey and whatnot. What kind of uh, jump for you was this? And uh, what kind of changes uh, did you probably have to see in yourself to make that jump? Well, I'll tell you that the my whole, my, my coaching career, I really I hate saying I started at the bottom, but I I started at you know, kind of a low level uh, uh, caliber high school hockey, which coincidentally was probably the, the most fun I had in coaching was was coaching that group of players. They were. Uh, just a bunch of characters and probably is what kept me into coaching was uh, that team when we had a bunch of success with that team but to go from high school and junior B to major triple A to you know tier two junior and um, tier one junior and then to the American League uh, it's been one unbelievable education now in saying that uh, the American League is really where I kind of don't refined myself in coaching because uh, the coaching and the coaches in the American League are outstanding and it's uh, to win games it's extremely competitive and all those guys know what they're doing and so uh, I don't want to say we're learning on the job but you know, you, you reach that level because you've had some sort of success in the past but yeah. you really got to you've got to improve and you got to stay with it to, to stick around in the American League and so uh, I don't think you know I had uh, a couple of interviews last year, last summer, uh, with some NHL teams, which I ultimately did not get those jobs, but I think it was probably the best thing for my coaching career because I'm not sure I was quite ready. And, and then through this year, as we were going on our, with our, our uh, organization moving from Norfolk, Virginia to Syracuse, New York, there were so many, you know, there's a lot of adversity hit our team and coming off a call, call the club championship, and now you're moving to a new environment. Uh, I was difficult and. And, uh, but our guys weathered through it. We weathered through it as a staff. And I eventually started seeing things happen again and again and again. And I knew, wow, I, I think I'm getting to that point, uh, where I'm ready. But it was, uh, it was three years in the American League for this to happen. And, uh, I, I loved every minute of it. And I wouldn't be here with, uh, without that, uh, coaching education I had there. I, I got to imagine you're not surprised, but I got to imagine you're pretty amazed with the run that Norfolk took at the end of last year. <laughs> it, it, it was just, I mean, I, I know us sitting here in these studios, and we kept talking about it and talking about it. I'm like going, how is this happening? I mean, th- this what came out of the blue for the Tampa Bay organization to have a team and, 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 and a farm club be so successful and so well. And I got to, and, and I, everything that I've talked to any of the players down there, all they talked about was how much they liked playing with each other and for you. So I got to imagine that you're pretty amazed, but not surprised. Yeah, I, I think. When you're going through it, and it's hard to explain to people, because when you're going through it, you don't really see what everybody else sees. Uh, and, and it's people like yourselves, you're looking, you're watching the numbers rack up. But for us, it was just, okay, let's go. We have a 60-minute game ahead of us. How are we going to win this hockey game? Right. And all of a sudden, these numbers keep going. And then uh, we got to 20 and finished off the regular season. I think that was a big goal for the guys was, you know, let's not let somebody end the streak. Let's, let's have the league end the streak. And... uh you know, that happened, and then we coincidentally lost a couple games in the playoffs, but uh, it's when you sit back now, 
and people we sit and digest. Uh, it, it's because you look at the Miami Heat. Uh, they won 27 straight games. Yeah. But they didn't get to 28. And, and people were marveling how hard that was to do. And the Chicago Blackhawks, now they had a few overtime losses in there, but how they started the season with, you know, well into 20 games of, of points every year. But again, they didn't win all those. And, and it really, you know, what seems like that happened, the media call, and it really puts into perspective how remarkable that team was and what a feat it was to put that streak together. So, uh, it's, now we sit back and say the big thing is now, well, the Norfolk Admiral slash Syracuse Crunch have gone uh, 17 straight playoff games without a loss. Yeah, we, we finished the last year with 10, and now they've got seven. I think that streak. You think about that to win a to win a Stanley Cup or a it's 16 wins to win a Calder Cup, it's 15 wins. Uh, it would be unheard of for a team to go sweep, 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 sweep. And that's what that organization has done. So again, it's uh, a tri- you know, just a tribute to the management pulling those players in and a group of guys uh, that you know believe in each other, believe in their coach, and and you know it's a pretty magical things can happen. And that's what happened last year at the end of the year, and then what you're see- witnessing now in the playoffs. Two more questions before I let you go. Uh, what did you say to assistant coach Rob Zettler as you went up and he was taken over? Well, I think. Uh, it was tough situation because you know, were caught between I wanted Rob to come with me and caught between what would be best for the Syracuse Crunch right. for him to stay and and he was really uh, he was really looking forward to to being a head coach and it was part of the reason when last summer when we brought him in was the potential of this happening for him so uh, I think my only advice to him was the same advice we kind of gave each other the same advice you know he said to me. You know, Coop, when you go up there, and I've been in the NHL, I've been with you, the one, if, if you try and stop being yourself, you're not going to have success. The reason you got here uh, and the reason you've had your success is you being you. So do not change that for anybody when you go to the National Hockey League. And I've stuck to that. And, and I guess the same advice I gave to Rob was, uh, you've come in here, you've adapted to our system of what we are doing, uh, let the train, the train's roaring down the tracks, uh, you'll tinker with what you like, but let the train keep rolling. And he's done just that. And, and I think, uh, uh, he's really embraced what's gone on. And I think it was really tough for him in the beginning because they didn't, the team didn't win for three or four games when he started coaching. I think it was, you know, it was getting a little rattling for all of us, but, uh, eventually he got that, thing, that train rolling. And now look at him, seven straight games in the playoffs. That's, uh, that's, he's done one heck of a job. Yeah, he beat out Coach Luke Richardson and uh, the Binghamton Senators for that 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 final point. All they needed was one one more point, and uh, they won the uh, they won the East Division. So he he kept the train rolling just good enough to get that one extra point over uh, Coach Richardson and uh, the Binghamton Senators. So that's obviously good. You know, you got to actually be uh, the assistant or co coach with uh, Coach Richardson. Uh, you guys took totally different paths, obviously, in your careers to get where you are, but. You know, it's kind of funny when I watched you guys coach against each other, Binghamton versus Syracuse. I, you know, it wasn't like you know there was much difference. The two of you seem to really coach very similar, especially against each other and against other uh, East Division foes. Yeah, he. Uh, it was great to meet him at the All Star game. I think that was. Uh, I really enjoyed that experience because you battle with. You know, it's not like Luke and I battle <laughs> against each other on the ice, but. 
you know, we're battling the minds and battling the teams, and you know, he's a foe. And it was the same with, you know, looking at all these players, uh, you know, walking in the room and seeing Robert, Robin Lehner and Eric Greiber and guys, you know, you're going to war against yep. especially those in-division uh, uh, rivalries. And then you just realize, like, they're just like you. They're good guys. And uh, you, you sit down and you talk stories and we kind of laugh about, you know, some of the situations, especially American League fans will probably remember the, you know, we kind of had a little brouhaha with, with Binghamton and there was a goalie fight and yep. there was a comeback. And now you get to sit down there and laugh about the games and, and what happened and really get the thought of, of, you know, what you were thinking, what they were thinking. So it's a ton of fun. And it was great to get to know Luke and, because uh, it's a little bit more of a, obviously, a relaxed atmosphere at the All-Star game. But you really get appreciation what, for what guys have done and, you hear their stories, and uh, everybody's got a different story of how they get to where they are, but uh, it was a ton of fun, and I'll tell you, I, I've been fortunate uh, to get to where I am in the National Hockey League, and I'm sure Luke Richardson uh, will not be far behind. No, I totally agree with you. Uh, obviously, Syracuse Crunch, the Wilkes-Barre Grand Penguins, two East Division foes going in the Eastern Conference, the best division, in my opinion, by far, and I, I probably watch more American Hockey League games than most people, um, best division. It's not a surprise that Wilkes-Barre and Syracuse are going to go up against each other. Uh, no, it's not. And I, this is my, well, I guess the end of my third year in the American League. And uh, the Caller Cup champion has come out of uh, this division, first being Binghamton, my first year, uh, our team last year. And now uh, we're guaranteed to have a, another team in the final. So you're probably right in that in the division. And, uh, you know, maybe, uh, regardless, uh, I want obviously the Syracuse Crunch to be uh, <laughs> to be in the final, but if we're not, uh, you know, you'd, you'd like for a team in the your division to win the whole thing. Uh, uh, Coach, uh, thank you very much. And uh, uh, one of the best things about the All Star Game, you were really relaxed because you were tweeting on the bench. I don't know if that was really you or if somebody from Syracuse was doing that for you, but it was phenomenal. Either way, it was one of the best uh, All Star Games that we've had, just because we could sit back and listen to your uh, or watch your tweets come up. It was, uh, I'll tell you, kind of, I, I've never been on Twitter. I, I was very, uh, naive to the whole thing, but, uh, that was me on the bench. Uh, the only, I, 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 uh, I had to hand the phone to the trainers though a couple times because <laughs> I, I, I didn't know what buttons to push, so I would dictate them everything, everything, uh, that was going on. It was, it was a ton of fun and the guys really were embracing it on the bench too. That they, they were getting a little nervous because some of the, uh, you know, there were a couple, a couple mocks, a couple digs here and there, but the boys loved it. They had a lot of fun, and so I was uh, very appreciative that they let me do it. Well, well, coach, it, it was it was phenomenal to be able to watch, and, and you're you, you've been a treat. I love I love when guys who. Uh, necessarily take a, a different route to become, you know, successful in the field that they are. Um, you were obviously a lawyer beforehand. You played lacrosse. Uh, obviously, there's some similarities there, but um, you're you're a success story in many many ways, and you're you know um, you're, you're very smart and intelligent and all that. And uh, it, it's good to see a guy, you know, be able to do the things that he's done, um, taking the path that you did. Yeah, it's uh, it, it is a little bit of a different path, but. Uh, um it's been an unbelievable journey that's uh, that's still going, and uh, hopefully there's going to be big things ahead for our team. And uh, really excited to uh, 
get this going here at, in the NHL. Well, the Lightning have to be very excited about their coaching and about a lot of the players within the system. Uh, Coach, once again, thank you very much for coming on. We appreciate it. We know you're busy. Um, uh, have a great summer and uh, have an excellent, excellent camp and, and going into uh, the 2013-2014 season. Oh, my pleasure. I really appreciate you having me on. And uh, we'll uh, see you in game. I'll be up in Syracuse in the stands, uh, game one tomorrow night. Excellent. Well, I'll be up there as well, obviously covering uh, the game. So uh, it was a pleasure, and we'll talk to you real soon. Okay. Thanks for having me. And we'll be right back right after this, right here on the Power Play Potion. <laughs> 